Hello everyone, I'm Mark Saxford and I want to welcome you all to my new podcast called People Behind Brands, brought to you by Making Websites Better. Throughout the series, I'll be opening up my little black book of contacts where I'll be joined by an inspirational guest from the world of business, getting to the bottom of what made them so successful. In each episode, I'll be touching upon the highs and the lows that every professional has faced along the way. To never miss an episode, subscribe to our exclusive content now and follow us on our social media platforms. People Behind Brands. Life lessons from the world of business. Since forming People Behind Brands podcast, we have had many excellent guests showcasing their life lessons from the world of business. Some of those guests have been put forward by a boutique PR consultancy named Espresso. Company founders Lisa Fox and Stacey Jaff have been a great support throughout, allowing me to promote their exciting range of clients on the pod. But this time, it's their turn. Espresso is coming up for their first year of trading, but it's quickly grown in popularity thanks to their Black Book of Celebrity Contacts and effective campaign strategies. With 30 years combined experience at leading agencies, Lisa and Stacey talk us through the challenges of parenting and homeschooling their young children through lockdown, whilst also setting up their new company. We also discover how the duo became good friends and how their working styles complement each other on a daily basis. So without further ado, let's hear it for the girls. Ladies, welcome to the show. How are you both doing today? Very well, thank, thank you. you. Good, excellent. So where can we find you today? Where are we? We're at Lisa's house. Um, we work together kind of four days a week um, at one of our homes. We don't feel the need for an office at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're usually together, which is lovely because when we launched, we obviously weren't together because it was right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So since the birth of People Behind Brands, Lisa and Stacey of Espresso have been great supporters of the podcast. Recently, they have provided us with some excellent guests to showcase their life lessons from the world of business, but this time it's their turn. But before we find out a bit more about you both, what attracted you to bring guests to the podcast and how did you find us? So we um, we found you because we had listened to the podcast um, and we thought it was a really great way of showing people behind people behind the business and their kind of personal journeys. And we'll tell you a little bit more about what we do at Espresso, but we work with founder-led businesses and people that have really interesting stories that led them to create their businesses. So your podcast really feels like the perfect platform to allow these these brands to share their stories. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the the reason behind it all. We we wanted to speak to people behind these sort of brands and you know find out a bit more about what they do, but also kind of the the personal stories behind those as well. So yeah, it's been a it's been a really good kind of duo between us, and it's worked really well. So first question, ladies, let's get straight to the heart of it. It's obvious that you work well together. So how would you describe one another? So let's start with you, Lisa. So um, to give you a little bit of background, Stacey and I have been friends for a really long time. We both met at Frank PR um, and in kind of early stages of our PR careers, uh, we used to sit back to back from each other um, and used to have a a lot of fun at work. um, And we always knew that we wanted to do something together. Um, And having now worked with Stacey, I can, you know, it, it just works really well. She is one of the most driven and hardworking people that I know, very, very business-minded. Um, and she does have an unbelievable like black book of contacts, which is 
it's great for us um, growing our brand. Um, and I always, I always say to Stacey, when she does a job, she doesn't just do the job, she does it, she exceeds the job and she does it to the best of her ability. And it's, it is amazing, it's amazing to watch because she does it, she's very, very good at her job. Um, and yeah, it really is, it, we, we work very well together. And I think what is very key, and hopefully Stacey will say something about me, um, but what's very <laughs> key is that we complement each other. And, you know, there's things that Stacey brings that, you know, m- might not be my strengths and vice versa. And that kind of really does, you know, that's shown as we've kind of been on this journey together. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I've always wanted to have my own business and basically have spent the last 15 years um, in Lisa's ear trying to encourage her to do this. Um, And I think lockdown definitely gave you that time to think things through and realise what you wanted to get out of your career and lifestyle. And I definitely, um, you know, made the right decision in pushing Lisa to do this. First of all, on a personal level, no one makes me laugh like Lisa. Like, it's a joy. It's so much fun. Um, even, you know, when we're really, really busy and things are hard, it's fun. It's a, it's just, we, we love doing it together. But she, as she said, we complement each other. The things that I'm not good at, Lisa's brilliant at and vice mm. versa. And that's what makes the perfect partnership. She's insightful. She's strategic. She's considered. She's conscientious. And she really gets under the skin of our clients. And she knows what makes a story work. Um, you always were an amazing publicist 15 years ago. And you still are. And, you know, I think both of us love talking to people. Yeah. And that's really important. And we'll get on to a bit about, like, how we work. But we are essentially a hands-on duo. We do we do everything together, and we really just love love helping our our clients grow essentially. And and that's kind of yeah. what, what we've set out to do and what we're achieving. Yeah, I, mean, I felt much shed a tear in a minute. It was quite lovely, you both. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's great to have that kind of partnership. So yeah, I take it you're both obviously friends outside of work then. Yeah, yeah, so we we obviously met in kind of the workspace. So we but... never worked together. We yeah. yeah, so we sat back to back, as Lisa said. And, you know, there's some funny moments. You know, when I was going on the first date with my now husband, Lisa was like, let's look him up on social media. <laughs> and we found out that our husband, well, our now husbands had gone away together on a holiday to Barbie. Like, there, there was like random connections. Yeah. We became really good friends. We were at each other's weddings, on each other's We've hands. we got kids the same age. Had well. babies yeah. together, went to each other's baby showers, go to each other's babies' parties. And so there's that friendship side. But I think when you meet someone in a working environment, that's the foundation of your relationship. So as much fun as we have together, it always comes back to work because we are business minded people and we met in that environment. So and we know like where our friendship and work boundaries kind of cross. That makes sense. Like we're not, you know, you're not in each other's pockets the whole time because we do have that kind of boundary between us. Yeah. Um, But it does. Yeah. That's why it kind of works so well because we've got that friendship level. So you've both come from a fantastic background in the industry. So talk to us about some of the projects you're currently involved with. We've worked at some of the biggest agencies in the UK and we've, we're really kind of grateful and proud to have worked on some amazing brands. Um, I've worked on the likes of Ikea, Virgin Active, Alton Towers, um, to household brands. Stacey's worked with Nintendo, uh, Pizza Hut, um, some, some, yeah, brands that everyone knows. Mm. And I think what, what we now, what we do at Espresso is that we have, ta- we have taken what we've learned from working with these massive brands and working on these big budget campaigns. And we're taking those contacts and that experience and that expertise and we're bringing it to kind of the more 
smaller startup brands, growing brands that might not have the big budget. However, through the experience that we've had, we're able to kind of, you know, give them that creative element or give them the direction that they need in order to achieve results. Yeah. Um, And that's what we're doing at Espresso. So we're really proud to have worked, you know, in in the last eight months, we have worked with some amazing brands and amazing people. Mm. We don't specialize in one sector and we work with a variety of different brands. So from beauty to um, drinks, to fashion, travel, we've worked, we work with some some lots of different brands and different industries. and most notably, um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about a few clients that we've worked on, but most notably, we worked on a client called, the, well, we're working on a client called The Big Silk, yeah. um, which is a beauty silk brand. Um, and we, they start, came to us when they were on 2,000 followers and we got them over that 10,000 mark. They're now kind of a really growing, well-established brand. Yeah. Uh, we got their product in the hands of Amanda Holden, Kat Dealey, um, some really big names. And mm. it, it was unbelievable to see the impact that these celebrities, these influencers and coverage had on this brand because they weren't doing any, anything else. They didn't have big advertising spend. Um, they didn't have anything else. It was just the work that we were doing. Yeah. So it was amazing to see that big impact that we had there. Yeah. Um, and then we've also just finished a campaign with Style Cheat. Um, so we've been doing some kind of celebrity edits with them. They're a fashion brand. Yeah. Um, again, a huge impact. The, the edits sold out within 24 hours, um, which is really interesting. And then we've also done some kind of more hard hitting stuff. So we worked with a surrogacy um, brand, a surrogacy agency, um, which is it was really interesting. We got really under the skin of the brand. I think when we first started working with them, neither of us knew anything about surrogacy, but we we really wanted to understand it. Um, mm. And we got her, the founder, into the likes of Grazia and all of you know plenty of podcasts um. she kind of came to us and was like the the objective here because we always say to our clients what's the brief what are you trying to achieve is it sales is it bums on seats is it downloads what do you need to achieve and she kind of said the problem here is that there's a misconception around surrogacy people don't know what it is it's sensationalized by coronation street and you know the kardashians and there's this huge misconception and there aren't enough surrogates coming forward in the uk so that was kind of our brief so we were like how can we sort of tell this story Um, and drive surrogates to come forward and the best way was to use the founder who had been a surrogate herself to four babies which is unbelievable Mm. and to kind of show the passionate compassion and the the really positive side of surrogacy and we used her as a case study and did some amazing things I mean getting a first person article in Grazia about the surrogacy journey is just was just such a massive thing for us and and then we used case studies that they had um, really interesting stories and journeys people have been on. And we got kind of a four-page four feature in Stella magazine. And it was on the front cover of Stella. So it was essentially using our contacts that we've over the years and how can we really help these these brands like the surrogacy agency and, achieve, and other brands we worked on. Achieve what they need to. Yeah. It's not always small brands that come to us. It's also brands come to us with a moment that they're trying to get to. So whether that's a crowdfund or whether that's getting into a new retailer or, you know, whatever it is, it's not always a new business that comes to us. Sometimes it's a really established business who's about to kind of needs to elevate and have that push to get over a certain line. Mm. And that's been really exciting to see, you know, how our work can benefit. Because I think 
PR always had a bit of a rep of being really untangible and hard to quantify. Mm. And the change that's come in PR through social media, Mm. influencers, all of this stuff has helped us to kind of really see the instant results of PR. So there's kind of two two things that we do. There's the slow burning PR, which is the traditional coverage where you see an article and it can kind of slowly impact consumer behavior. And then there's the kind of instant moment where there's Amanda Holden wearing a dress or, you know, using a scrunchie and you see the consumer instantly swipe up and purchase. And that's kind of instant consumer behavior change and we kind of do both or one or the other depending on what the client's trying to achieve so I guess the main thing is kind of to get across is that what we do is tailor make our campaigns based on the brief that the client is coming to us with so tell us what you want to achieve we will design a program that will achieve that result for you So as you look to the future and reflect on your past couple of months at Espresso, what are you most proud of and what would you say are your big plans for the future? Okay, so I'm so proud of us, first Mm -hmm. of all. I just can't believe what we've achieved. You know, we launched with five clients, which is really, was really exciting. And we did lockdown. And it was a lockdown. And we've continued to grow. But we're also having businesses come to us who have seen what we've done and want us to do the same thing, which is really exciting as well. And then also I'm proud of the fact that the work we've done has has worked. You know, the sales figures that we've seen from our clients prove that our model works. The clients that have invested in us see the benefit of doing so. And now we're seeing repeat campaigns, repeat business from the same people. Um, So that's really exciting. And I'm really, really proud of the rate that we've grown at. Big plans for the future. Well, we're both very driven. I think that's kind of come through. Both love what we're doing. Um, seeing what we've already achieved so far, I think I'm just really excited to see what's next for Espresso. Um, we kind of are taking it slowly. We don't want to run before we can walk, but mm. the rate we're growing is incredibly exciting. So at the moment, we just try to take stock where we can yeah. um, and enjoy the wins, you know, and enjoy the moments. But I'm really excited for what's next. And we've got some actually really exciting campaigns coming up, like that, that are a little bit bolder, I would say, than what we've currently yeah. done, um, you know, to, to kind of take us to that next, to get get noticed, essentially. So we've got some really, really great, exciting work coming up. We've just won a really exciting piece of work with the Duchess of Northumberland, um, who's opening the world's largest um, play area in um, on the grounds of the castle that she resides in. Okay. Um, really it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And we're working on some, yeah, really cool cool stuff that just gets us really excited yeah they make i mean businesses across that, the country have had to move with the times and post pandemic but what kind of impact did covid have on on your relatively new company uh, and the clients you're involved with and we launched we thought it was too early at the time but we didn't we went for it and just as businesses were starting to think about getting themselves back on their feet and where to spend their budgets and what was going to help them grow and sort of get back we were there and that was really really great it also you know the lock going through the lockdown forced you to really 
think about what you are doing with your life. Yeah. And, you know, we've got five kids between us as well. We want to make sure that we're everywhere, you know, and I think that that time at home kind of gave us that moment to think about, you know, we're at that point in our career now, like, what do we want to do? Do we want to stay doing what we've been doing or do we want to take that risk? And we took it and obviously it was it was really exciting. But I definitely think things are coming back thick and fast. And, you know, the world's opening up again. We're all ready to go and support growing businesses. Yeah. And I also think that consumer behavior has changed and consumers are really excited to purchase from small businesses, from entrepreneurs. People are really savvy to who they want to spend their money with as well, which is really exciting for us because we work predominantly with these growing businesses. So whereas before someone may not have been a big enough name for a certain podcast or feature, now they are the ones that people want to speak to mm. because we're all kind of on this entrepreneurial yeah. growing businesses journey and we all want to support each other. Yeah. So for us personally, it was, it was actually a really great time. But for the industry as a whole, it was obviously, you know, a rough ride. Yeah. So in terms of going from that sort of personal point of view, I mean, how did you kind of cope uh, in lockdown? Obviously, you've got kids and things like that. They must have been bored out of their head, um, yeah. you know, and then obviously, you know, trying to support the, the business itself, a new business as well. So, I mean, how did you as parents, but also yourselves cope within that kind of period? Yeah lockdown was tricky I mean I was working in a full-time job um in agency side when and I was working some big campaigns I was doing a massive project for Amex and and it was it was tough because I had you know both kids at home yeah um and it was a juggle it was a real juggle um I think what Stacey and I Stacey and I are very into kind of exercise having some time on our own knowing that that kind of you know time for yourself is extremely important so we're both of us go running a lot and that during lockdown helped me so much I had to go on my norm, my morning run before I started with the juggle but I think what I would say is we are both very very organized people mm. and I think if I if I if I'm not if I'm out of sync and not organized you know and everything can kind of go away so in lockdown it was all about keeping everything you know organized as much as possible so that you can plan your day you can plan your week and also I think you know, people understood, clients understood that, you know, everybody had their kids at home during that time. And it was a very, very tricky time. But what I would say is that now that we've kind of, we launched in lockdown and we both are just very respectful of each other's time. You know, if, if one of our children are off sick or, if, you know, we need, we're able to manage our own time and our own, mm. um, you know, calls and everything around it to ensure that we're kind of. Yeah, I think for me, I've got three kids. I've got a, you know, a two-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old. I was homeschooling two of them. It was, it was intense, horrific. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, beat about the bush. It wasn't a great time. Mm. Um, for me, espresso, you know, this seed that was growing was so exciting that this was my downtime. Yeah. You know, when I was done with the kids and I could kind of, you know, we were building our website and we were building our Instagram and we were getting ready to launch. It was so exciting, yeah. and that kind of was my positive distraction from the chaos and the really intenseness of homeschooling and a two-year-old smashing up the house and cooking (laughs) and cleaning and you know my husband working from you know it was just a really hard time and espresso was that lifeline for me it was that exciting discussion I could have with Lisa at the end of the day when the kids were you know in bed and we could get excited about different bits of you know the business and I think that for me was 
really necessary (laughs) having that you know and I think also what was amazing is what we what we found that we could achieve in lockdown when we had the kids at home Mm. and then when they went back to school we were like we've got got so much time and that is when you know when the kids got back went back to school and everything started to sort itself out that's when we really you know we were able to start you know take it took off um properly but I think during lockdown we just like kind of got everything ready kids went back to school and then we kind of took off yeah so in a way it was quite a good time then The aim of this podcast is to focus on more of the testing times that we all go through at some point along the way. So from a personal point of view, what have been some of the setbacks or hardships that you've impacted, you know, you or made you more determined to sort of succeed in the business? What I would say is this doing this, I I personally, this was completely outside my comfort zone. And yeah. I'm gonna be honest. And that's why it took Stacey or me us me, me a while, while to me a while to come to it. Yeah. 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 It's totally outside my comfort zone. I, you know, I've always been part of a very big team. I've never, never been on, on my own doing it. So since I started in PR, I've always been part of a big team since I left uni. So doing it on my own, but obviously we've got each other, which massively helped. I was completely outside my comfort zone. I think even have when we had like that, we had a PR week article about us. Like, I'm not one of those people to be like, ta-da, like, here we are. I don't love, I don't love all of that. But yeah. I think what I would advise, you know, say to anybody is that do it, like step outside your comfort zone because you never know where life can take you. And it's yeah. given me so much, just given me a new lease of life. I've always, I've always been a very confident person. I'm always very confident, but it has given me that kind of new lease of life. And I think if I wouldn't have stepped outside and, you know, done something different and just taken that leap, I would have never known what it would be like. So I think personally, it was the kind of, taking that next step and and really thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna do this that mm. yeah it's, it's made a massive difference to my life yeah so what about you stacy what would you say if the kind of hardships or setbacks i'm trying to think i'm trying to think about this one i mean i think a hardship can be when a client doesn't treat you with respect yeah um and in the past i've definitely experienced that you know whether an agency or freelancing and you know for the last seven years I've been freelancing and doing it alone so for me this wasn't a risk doing espresso wasn't a risk but I had those moments of feeling really alone when things were not working or when a client was behaving in a way that is not acceptable um I can't think of a specific example but we've all been there where you're just treated really poorly and I think that what I've taken from that is just learn to say no. Mm. I'm one of those people that wants to do everything. Like yeah. I want to do everything. I have this vigor for life. I, you know, I need to slow down sometimes. I'm so excited about everything. And I'm, I'm much more, I, I'm much more kind of, I would say strategic in a way. And I always bring Stacey back down to earth a bit and think, yeah. hang on a sec, let's, let's, <laughs> let's work this out. Yeah, so for sure. Possible. And I think that, you know, what I've learned is we don't have to say yes to everything. This is our business. If yeah. someone or something doesn't feel right, and I think you know very early on, yeah. or if we don't quite understand the brief or the consumer that they're trying to target, or we don't believe in something, we don't have to say yes to it. And yeah. I think that kind of as we've grown and we've had that stamp of approval where big brands are now starting to come to us or we've got amazing case studies of work that we've achieved, 
that's given us the confidence to say no because I think at the beginning you're kind of like you want to take everything on because you're, you don't know where it's going to go and it's it is that moment of kind of risk you know starting the business for me wasn't a risk because I went from one to two so I've actually really benefited here. Yeah. but um you do at the beginning kind of don't know how it's gonna you know I was nervous when I even the PR week piece came out because you're like how's the industry gonna welcome us and actually it was amazing and the industry welcomed us so kindly and you know former colleagues and bosses you know all kind of super supportive but you don't know how it's going to go and there is that kind of nervous factor so you do kind of say yes to everything at the beginning and I think as we've grown we're learning what works for us and what kind of feels right and you know chemistry is so important and usually it's the agency that are kind of selling themselves to a client but I think we also you know get the vibe and if we don't feel that chemistry then we will say no and I think that's kind of come and we're only seven months Mm. eight months in yeah so I think that's a really great place to be this early on You know, away from the world of work, what do you both like to get up to in your personal time? I mean, have you got any hobbies, interests or other commitments that fulfill your time away from business? Yeah, I'm just thinking when we have spare time away from the kids. We're both both big into running and we both we've run two or three half marathons together. Um, We both love running. And for, for both of us, it's not it's sort of 50 percent about fitness, 50 percent about mental health you know, running away from the chaos of our houses, just getting out of the house and having that freedom is massively important to us. But as, as we kind of said, we've got five kids between us and when we're not working, we're with them and, you know, making memories with our kids. You know, we both got away in the summer and that was amazing. And yeah, I think yeah, having time to exercise, time to ourselves is kind of the mental side ticked off. But I think family is the other part of what we do and what we like to spend our time doing yeah definitely and I think we do you know we we work really really hard and our days are filled with work you know we we do we love it but we work hard and I think on the weekends like we do want to you know we want to spend as much time as we can with the kids I mean by Monday we're ready you know Sunday we're ready for them to go back to school (laughs) but on the weekends you know it is about that kind of family time and although to be honest my weekends are normally ferrying my between their social arrangements yeah. they've got a better social life absolutely <laughs> between football classes yeah. and dance classes and parties you know there isn't that much time for family <laughs> bonding it is more I am more of a chauffeur yeah. at the weekend but I think what we're doing well is that we are able to you know segment our lives and we, we're able to juggle I think you know as we're moving along we're knowing how to kind of you know separate that kind of work like you know have that balance essentially and that's what is so important work, yeah. work hard play hard <laughs> Ladies, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and working with you, not just today, but also recently. It's been great fun finding out more about the incredible clients on your books that have shared their life lessons on the podcast previously. But unfortunately, we have to come to an end. But before we go, perhaps you might like to tell us where they can find Espresso and the services you offer. Yep, you can find our website at www.thisisespresso.com and on Instagram at this is underscore espresso. And Instagram is really big for us. So you can see all of our work and case studies and get in touch.
Great. Excellent. Thanks, guys. People Behind Brands is available on all good audio platforms, so please make sure you go listen to our previous episodes and follow us for regular updates on our social media profiles at Podcast PBB, or just search People Behind Brands Podcast. My thanks to Lisa and Stacey, but join us next time for a brand new episode as we explore more life lessons from the world of business. So that's it for this episode of People Behind Brands. I'd love to hear from you all, so if you want to get in touch, follow us on our social media platforms. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to our exclusive content now. Join us next time for a brand new guest on the podcast as we explore yet more life lessons from the world of business. We'll see you soon. Ta-da!